Kanye West credits the Bible with fueling his creativity. And trust us, once he explained it, it kind of makes sense. Also, a church in Florida canceled millions in medical debt. And the creators of the iconic Florida Man meme is stepping down for reasons that might surprise you. That's all ahead. This is Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Everyone, I'm Jesse Carey. Welcome to Relevant Daily, where we bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. All of those stories are coming up. But first, I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a clean landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or even an appealing online store, it's all possible with Squarespace. They have award-winning templates, customizable settings, and of course, powerful e-commerce tools. And right now, Squarespace is offering Relevant Daily listeners a special deal. Head over to squarespace.com slash relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash relevant. All right, to tell us about today's stories, it's our senior editor, Tyler Huckabee. Tyler, happy Monday. Welcome back to Relevant Daily. Happy Monday, Jesse. All right, well, let's go ahead and jump right in here. I saw this story with with Kanye West. It's too interesting not to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he's linking essentially the Bible and creativity, and you know, engaging with the Bible and you know, some sort of like inspiration for creativity. What exactly did he say? What's the context for for this? Yeah, so it's sort of interesting. This is an interview that he did with the folks over at Forbes magazine. And in that interview, Kanye specifically credited the Old Testament as being what he called a soundtrack to his fashion line, to Yeezy. Uh, and he said specifically in, within the Old Testament, some of the Levitical laws about not wearing clothing made from two different materials are part of what inspired him to keep his line simple. He uh, said that he told other creators that the Bible is better than Pinterest for that sort of thing. <laughs> Here's a fun, uh, uh, fun to listen to now anecdote that he shared. I remember sending uh, a manager I used to work with a really rude email about how Every time he wore this wool jacket with leather sleeves, he set culture back by 10 years. So now I can send him the verse from the Bible that says, you should not wear a garment of cloth made of two kinds of material. Yeah, that's that's so interesting. And what's crazy is, I, you know, I read uh, an additional part. You know, Forbes has done this is actually the part, uh, a second part of sort of this big, you know, feature they've done on Kanye, and just about how influential Yeezy, the Yeezy line has become. You know, yeah. Forbes said that it brought. It's expected to bring in just the shoe line, just the shoes, not the apparel. The shoes alone are expected to bring in $1.5 billion $1.5 billion in sales this year. I mean, it's creeping up on the Jordan brand as, you know, the most hmm. successful shoe line. So, I mean, obviously, he's kind of tapped into some, despite what you might think of his his music or, you know, his different views on, on social and political issues. He's a force in fashion right now. For him For to sure. say the Bible is, you know, a big part of the inspiration. What's interesting is, that, you know, Christianity's kind of been big in the world of high fashion these days. 
Yeah, I think that obviously we uh, just a couple issues ago had Dre Lorenzo on the cover of the print magazine. Dre Lorenzo is the creator of Fear of God, which is a, another huge, very influential fashion line. Uh, Lorenzo and Kanye have collaborated on different apparel drops in the past. And Lorenzo is also very open with us about the extent to which religion and God had been a part of his line Fear of God. Fear of God wasn't just sort of a, a fun, cool, ironic name. He really believed it and he really utilized the yeah. Fear of God as a creator inspiration and I think in the case of both fear of God and Yeezy even if you consider yourself not somebody who's super into fashion it's almost kind of permeated the culture the way what people wear and how they wear it even if you're not really big into high fashion it's trickled down to the point where we're all kind of looking like them in one way or another these days so it, it is an interesting turn in the high fashion world and um, fear and God and Yeezy are both uh, they're different lines and they have different inspirations but they both have the same standards of really high quality quality and lots of simplicity. It's an interesting inspiration. Artello, next up, uh, man, this is a really cool story. A church uh, in Florida canceled millions of dollars in medical debt for at-need families. Tell us a little bit about it. I love stories like these. And uh, and yeah, this one is uh, obviously uh, medical debt. Med- soaring medical prices are an issue for all of us here in the U.S. And I really appreciate how many stories we've heard lately of Christians finding innovative ways to address it. This particular one comes from Stetson Baptist Church. And uh, so they kind of ran across, and Jesse, you reported on this on the site, sort of a weird problem based on just the way their fiscal year worked out because of just of some uh, quirks in the calendar this year. They ended up having 53 weeks instead of the usual 52 uh, to collect tithes and offerings from their members. So their pastor is a guy named Dan Glenn, and he decided that his church should launch a, quote, 53rd Sunday campaign, and they're going to use that extra week to raise money for two different community causes. Um, the church split the entire 153867 raised on the bonus week between two different initiatives. Uh, half of that money went to Florida. To Baptist Children's Homes that supports local foster care. And the second half went to this charity group called RIP Medical Debt. You know, I think we reported on RIP Medical Debt before, but it's mm-hmm. a really interesting concept. Break it down for people who who you know might not be familiar with this organization. It, it's a little complicated, but the broad strokes are that this is an organization that works with big donors to purchase outstanding medical debt from at-need families. Uh, so because of the way that uh, this works here in the U.S., they can buy that debt oftentimes for pennies on the dollar, and then once they own it, they can do whatever they want with it, including just forgiving the debt entirely. So with that extra tithe money, the church was actually able to sort of expand its financial footprint using this organization, and they were able to cancel $7 million in medical debt for 6,500 families wow. in their area, uh, which is which is huge and, and super cool. Pastor Glenn told the Christian Post, quote, in Jesus's ministry on earth, that's what he did. He helps people. And for us to be the hands and feet of Jesus means that we've got to use the resources that God has given to us, both individually and corporately to make a practical difference in people's lives. Uh, I really love that story. I love the responsibility on a personal level and a a corporate level to try to take care of people in the community uh, using funds like that. It's awesome. 
Yeah, because I mean, it's like one of those things where it's not like the pastor just saying, "Hey, for people that go to our church, we're gonna, you know, purchase your medical mm-hmm. debt and cancel." It. No, this is like the community and surrounding areas. And you know, the cool thing, the other cool thing is when you think about it too, like the church church members knew that if they didn't give anything that week, like the church wouldn't suffer. You know, the lights they were still gonna yeah, go pay yeah. the mortgage, keep the lights on at the church, pay the staff or whatever. But they rallied. And, you know, gave, you know, over $150,000 to help their community. It's an inspiring story all the way around. I love it. All right. Speaking of kind of, I, I guess this is sort of inspiring. It's certainly uh, interesting and unexpected. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the guy behind the, the Florida man meme. He's stepping down, you know, this, as I think, you know, a lot of people who are familiar with kind of meme culture, Florida man is one of the kind of the OGs of, you know, yeah. to, you know, basically this guy looking for these outrageous stories of, you know, often, you know, criminal mishaps that, mm-hmm. you know, are kind of funny uh, that all take place in Florida and kind of making light of them in meme form. You know, uh, Tyler, tell me why the guy is kind of moving to what is... Tell, tell me a little bit of why, why this guy's distanced himself from the meme. Yeah, so the Florida Man meme, and again, I think this is pretty well known at this point, but it really kicked off around 2012. Uh, a lot of people remember the story of the guy who uh, had part of his face chewed off by somebody who was under the influence of what were called bath salts at the time. That kicked off the Florida Man meme, in which these outrageous headlines that started with Florida Man does blank ended up being fodder for sort of the stupid criminal genre of uh, local bl- of local internet reporting. Uh, and oftentimes in Florida... Given the a variety of different circumstances that take place in Florida, is subject to some really wild stories that do sound very outlandish and are, and are worth a chuckle. But the Washington Post uh, did a lengthy piece on Florida Man and the creator of the famous Twitter account that started compiling all of these Florida Man headlines. He's a 33-year-old guy by the name of Freddie Campion, and he went public about this account for the first time here with the Post. He said, "Quote: The irony is not lost on me." that I thrust some people into the spotlight when they didn't want it. I was asking for the courtesy that wasn't afforded to a lot of people. Um, the the piece speaks with a few people who became infamous for their Florida Man stories, but dug a little bit deeper into the reasoning behind the crazy headlines. Uh, the report found how many people were either desperate, suffering from issues of extreme poverty or addiction, uh, and as well as some people who are dealing with mental health issues. Uh, It goes on to say that in 2017, Campion tried to rebrand his Twitter account in a little bit better direction, sharing stories of social justice and calling for reform. But he eventually retired the whole thing because he just didn't feel comfortable with the pile-ons, with the way that something that started out by just sort of an exercise in clowning around on crazy stories became very, very mean-spirited and wasn't really aware of some of the outside issues that led people to these headlines. So it's a really interesting look at a certain type of meme culture that is definitely bigger than just Florida, man. And it's good reporting from the post as well. Yeah, interesting story. Well, hey, if you listening at home are interested in any of those stories or anything else we're covering today, make sure to head over to relevantmagazine.com. It's been a really good day, a really big weekend on the site. This weekend was one of our most trafficked weekends on the website we've had in a long time. So make sure you head over there and check out all we got going on. Also, don't miss anything by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe to all of our other podcasts and the print magazine to get issue 100, which we are super, super pumped for people to see. And remember, we're here every weekday bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Relevant Daily.